Okay, welcome to Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Mike Summer, as you can see from the show title. And we are in the coronavirus days. So these interviews that I really prefer, I would have loved to interview Mike uh, in person. And uh, maybe we'll get a chance to do that at the National or some other time if that even happens, which we're hoping and praying that it does, again, as long as it's safe. But in the meantime, we're going to have a nice uh, phone call and hopefully provide some value for you listeners. First, thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Upper Deck, Tops, and Panini. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Uh, are, are you... Uh, are you uh, living up to your name of being a wax pack hero? I am doing my best. Thank you so much for, for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to, to join you today. So yeah, I'm doing my best to be a, a wax pack hero. Where'd that come from? Is that from foreigner? Uh, no, no, that, but uh, it's, it's just one of those things that I enjoy um, opening packs of cards. You know, I grew up in the eighties and so wax packs were the still uh, made from wax paper at that point is before the transition to cellophane and, and so it's just kind of that thinking about, you know, I enjoy opening cards, enjoy opening those wax packs, and I enjoy talking about the heroes that came out of those wax packs. And so I kind of mashed that all together and, and created Wax Pack Hero. I love it. Well, what uh, tell us about your hobby uh, journey. Were you, uh, how serious you were as a collector when you were a kid and, and to what extent you're recapturing that uh, in this, uh, in this uh, Mike Summer 2.0? Yeah, sure. So I got my first pack of cards back in 1986, the summer of 1986. And it actually wasn't a wax pack. It was a cello pack. Um, that that was around the time that I was just starting to get into Little League and, and start to pay attention to um, professional baseball. And my grandma uh, was a big Cubs fan and converted me to become a Cubs fan. And so I was at the store with my mom one day and sitting on top of the counter of this department store was a box, a cello box of tops. And right on top, I saw a Cubs player. It turned out to be Thad Bosley. And so I, the cello pack with a 1986 Thad Bosley right on top was the first pack of cards I ever got. And so that got me started. And, and as I started to enjoy all of that, I found more and more kids in my neighborhood who collected. And there was a big group of us that were always buying packs and buying and trading and and all that kind of thing, like, like we did, you know, back then. And so, um, gradually just got more and more into it over the the next several years. And so he was a pretty, pretty avid collector from 86 up through around, uh, 94, 95 or so when I graduated high school. And so, um, great years. What yeah, was pretty your, much uh, right in the heart of the junk wax era. Well, it was more than just junk wax. There was, there were, uh, great availability of cards. Let's put yeah. it that way. Were yeah. you, uh, uh, did you frequent a local card shop or did you hit some of the, uh, the shows, the media, there were tons of shows back, uh, you know, at least maybe not 86, but by the late eighties, early nineties, there were, there were shows everywhere. There were stores everywhere. Did you have uh, favorites in that regard or were you more of a, yeah, so, so when I was getting started, I grew up in a small town of about 5,000 people or so. And so we had a <laughs> so local had, shop. I was going to say you only had three card shops then. And that's that <laughs> we had over, over those years. <laughs> yeah. Over those years, there was one or two that popped up, but they didn't really last. And yeah. so my primary source of, of getting cards was the grocery store and the gas station, um, the five and dime. Ben, we had Ben Franklin five and dime stores um, in town. And so those were my primary sources. Occasionally, we'd make a trip into Peoria, you know, every couple of weeks, which was a, a lot bigger town. And so there was a card shop there that I would get to go to um, every so often when we get into, into Peoria, as well as some of the bigger department stores like Kmart and um, Walmart and places like that. 
but my primary place early on was was pretty limited to tops because that's all that the gas stations and the grocery stores carried, especially those first few years. What about shows? Did you ever hit any of the big uh, Chicago shows or? Never Chicago show. The, there was shows at the mall in Peoria that we would get to in kind of my um, early high school years. Once I could drive I and, you know, my later high school years, I was able to go to some of those. Um, but maybe one of the differences is my, like my dad wasn't into collecting at all. He was a baseball fan. You know, we watched games, but he, he wasn't into um, collecting really at all. And so I didn't have that connection of somebody, of an adult who was also into it to take me to some of those places as a kid. And so um, it was really kind of limited to where I could get to on my bike. Did you have a coll- uh, best collecting buddy? Were you, were you, were, were you have a little posse or a, a best friend or, or was it more solitary for you when you were, you know, in your preteen years? Yeah. Early on those first few years, there were a couple kids who were a few years older than me that collected quite a bit. You know, I was eight or nine and, um, you know, they were maybe 12 or 13. And so um, we, we collected quite a bit, passed some things back and forth. Um, it probably led to one of my, my biggest uh, collecting lessons learned, I think, is I had um, one of, it was right after the Bears won the Super Bowl in, in 86. So it was probably that next year. Um, I had a 68 Gale Sayers uh, and he had a Jim McMahon rookie card. And um, Uh-oh. that uh, th- we worked out a few other things and, and looked at the, the annual uh, Beckett kind of pocket guide, the, the smaller, the smaller one and came up with a, an equivalent price based on all the prices that were listed in there. But several years later that it, did, it didn't work out so well for me um, compared to him. But so there were a few people like that, that I, I collected with um, early on. And then the same thing, I, I had found a few more uh, buddies who were pretty into it that, that we collected together in those um, junior high and high school years as well. Okay. You, you said you kind of, you know, took a hiatus in uh, 94, 95, I think you said. Was, was that partly due to the baseball strike or were you just coming of a certain age or what, what were your circumstances there? Yeah, I think it was partially the strike that was frustrating. And partially, I think it was just the age that was, you know, my later years of high school. Um, I played basketball in all throughout um, junior high and high school. And so those last couple of years, I was much more focused on basketball cards and Michael Jordan and and trying to, to get those. And so there was a, a pivot there to basketball for the the tail end of that, especially when the strike hit. Um, but then it was just kind of age, you know, I was going off to college and um, figuring out all of that stuff post-college. And it was, uh, it was probably about a, from almost a 20 year break, probably from 95, 96 till around 2015 when I finally came back into the hobby. What, what popped you back in? I mean, what, what, uh, what, what, uh, what came to your attention? Was it a person or a, or a, you know, kind of a, coincidence kind of thing, but what, what, uh, how, how'd that happen? I'd say it was, it was really kind of a coincidence. I, I never got rid of the cards of my cards from being a kid. I've had, I've had them in my closet. I had them when I made a few relocations around the, the country. Actually, we moved to Canada for a couple of years and, and came back for my job. Um, and I kept them throughout that whole period of time, but it was somewhere around black Friday sales. I was just, I don't know if I was looking on ESPN or some sports site, but a banner ad of all things for DA card world popped up and I clicked on it and I started to look around as like, Hey, there's some, some good prices on here. I remember, you know, opening this brand or this brand when I was a kid, it might be kind of fun to, to open up a couple boxes. So, so maybe I'll, I'll check it out and, and order it. And so I actually ordered a few boxes off of DA card world and had a lot of fun opening them. And that said, I wonder if there's any shops in town uh, now. And so I searched and, and found the the local card shop here in town and, um, one thing led to another, building a relationship with the owner of the Collectible Corner um, here in Normal, Illinois. Um, that 
you know, help get me back up to speed on what I had been missing. And um, that's, uh, that's kind of what reinvigorated my collecting journey. Uh, did you go to the national last year? Yes, I went last year. Chicago. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was there last year and um, two years ago was actually the first national I'd ever been to. And then last year um, I came, came again and um, had a chance to, to do some things there and be up with Eric on the, the main stage oh, for one of the content yeah, creation yeah. panels. And yep. What else were you doing there? When, how did you spend your, uh, were you there for a few days or, or what was your uh, schedule? Like, I mean, what was on your agenda? Are you, are you, uh, you know, I, I'm a recovering, uh, uh, structure guy, structureaholic, I think. So, I mean, I basically have to give myself permission to be more free form. And so when I go to the national, I try to have some free form time. That's, that's, that's not set up with meetings like I used to have when I was uh, very, very involved. So were you uh, unstructured or structured when you were at the national? Sure. So when I went, so 2017 was the first national in Chicago. That was my first national I'd ever been to. And that one was actually before I had even started the blog or anything like that. And so that one was purely to take it all in and check it out and see what it was all about. And then at the beginning of, of 2018 is when I um, had started the blog. And so by the summer of last year, 2019, I was, I was pretty into the blog and, and doing that type of thing. So I wanted to be intentional about also um, getting some content and having some conversations with people and, and doing some of that as well. And so I was, it was half shopping, half, you know, seeing what I could find for my collection. And then the other half, you know, I had some interviews lined up and some other um, conversations that I wanted to have with different people in the industry and from the different um, companies and things like that. So last year was a kind of half business, half personal for me. Well, I hope we can get something scheduled for this, uh, this year. Uh, Although I, don't, I are you going to Atlantic City? I mean, uh, uh, that's kind of assuming that it even happens. But uh, are you going to just wait for the following year in Chicago? I'll probably be waiting for um, Chicago at this point. I think. Yeah, I'm, I might be too. Which is, again, very well. It's not disappointing. I don't want to go someplace where it's not safe. Uh, I don't right. want people to go there and and uh, be unsafe either. But uh, again, the hobby has been going so strong. Uh, what are the themes? Uh, tell us about your uh, about your uh, Wax Pack Hero. Uh, podcast. I'm not a big blog reader, but I am a pretty aggressive uh, podcast listener. And so I've been uh, subscribed to your podcast and really enjoy it and appreciate the format. And it's, uh, you know, quick hitting and hard hitting without being mean. You know, you're, sure. you're, you're, uh, you're an excellent podcast host. So uh, how did you, was that just uh, coming off your blog? And, and, and what was, uh, how much, are you enjoying that as much as I am? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And so the reason I started the blog was because, as I had mentioned, there was so much that had changed since the 90s in collecting to, to where it's at today. And it took me some effort to learn and get back up to speed. And I wanted to start a re- or provide a resource for other people to help maybe facilitate their re-entry into the hobby. And so that's where things kind of had started. And as I was, I was getting back into it and sharing some of this, I found myself starting to share more and more about how to have a self-sustaining hobby. And so both the buying and the collecting aspect, but also how I was approaching selling so that I could offset the cost of that and maybe generate a little extra money on the side. And so as I was starting to write more and more about that, um, you know, I was, I was enjoying that aspect of, of educating collectors. And so as I built some relationships with some other um, podcasters, the guys from about the cards, they had invited me to be a guest host on their show a few times. And I really kind of enjoyed getting a chance to do some of the, the audio and video um, dialogue and conversations and said, you know what, 
maybe I should start one of my own. You know, there's some some guys like Gary Vee and some other content creators who, who are really really encouraging people to to start creating content and sharing their stories and sharing their message. And as I thought about it, there weren't a ton of other podcasts out there that were kind of blending both that hobby and business side of collecting. And so I thought, hey, let's take a shot and see what people think. And I can share what I've been doing and the strategies that I use, and maybe they'll be helpful to other people. That's a great note to end on. I, I, we're out of time, Mike, but it, you know, that's exactly what you're doing for me. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, enjoying all the podcasts and, uh, and certainly yours and uh, recommend it to uh, others. It's Wax Pack Hero, uh, Mike Summers, the host. It's, are you once or twice a week now? Once a week? It's uh, twice a week. Twice yep. A week. yep. Well, again, it's timely. It's well done and recommended. So thanks listeners. We'll be back again tomorrow. Mike, you and I are going to, we're out of time for today, but I'm going to get you back on. And we're going to do, um, uh, I've got an interesting format. So listeners be uh, tuned in for the next time I bring Mike on as a guest. So thanks, Mike. Thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.